I love this summer and coming in a, in a real close second is springtime. Why? Because I love Easter and I love the fact that spring lets me know summer's on the way. I just love the sun. I love to get out there. I love to ride my bike. I just find that the season of the summer is just an incredible time. And so, you know, I have had this series that's been burning in my heart, this sermon series that I really wanted to do for a couple of years, but I never felt the release of the Lord till now. And I know why, because somebody here in the house, someone that's watching via live stream here and around the world, you need to hear what I'm about to say. And so we're going to begin a brand new series. It's called Hello Summer. And it's a series through the chapter that is so precious to my heart. I love this chapter of the Bible. I love Psalms 23 because in the darkest, deepest times of my life, Psalms 23 really ministered to my heart. I love Psalms 23 because it's been a source of comfort for so many people. Millions of people have read, have memorized, have understood and embraced and, and clung to Psalms 23. It's a powerful, powerful chapter. I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you and then... I want you to actually read along with me. So if you did not receive a card, just raise your hand. If we have any extra, we don't have any left, I'm sorry. So we'll bring them next week. We'll have more left for you. So I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, but if you do have a card, read along with me. But the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. No, wait, wait, just listen, close your eyes, and listen. This is powerful. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Though I should walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I want you to read it with me now. Are you ready? Because every week we're going to read it together. And every week we're going to learn another portion of Psalms 23. For the, the next 10 weeks, we're going to learn another psalm, a portion of this psalm. Why? Because I believe we can ride the wave of God's word. We can ride the wave of God's peace and joy, God's protection and guidance. We can ride the wave of God's assurance in our life when we look at Psalms 23 and we make it ours. Are you ready to read it? Let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. 
my cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Wow. That's a powerful psalm. And I believe today, as we look at this psalm, we can learn some incredible things about the character, the nature of God. We could also learn the character and nature of who we are and how God becomes to us everything that we need him to be in our life. You see, if there's ever a place that I find peace and tranquility, it's at the beach. But for this writer of this Psalms, he finds peace and tranquility as maybe he's sitting on a hilltop and he's looking down and he's looking at the pasture land. He's looking at the rich green grass and he's looking at the sheep. His name is David. And we don't know exactly when David wrote this psalm. Some theologians believe that David wrote the psalm when he was a young man. Some believe he wrote it when he was older. I tend to believe that he wrote it when he was older. I believe that probably he was the king of Israel already. And David makes some incredible statements in this psalm. So we're going to look at it each week. And this week we're going to look at this phrase, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Now, when King David says these words, he's making a really important statement. You see, if, if King David is saying, the Lord is my shepherd, then he's saying of himself that he's a sheep. Now, listen, that's not really a compliment. He's really not complimenting himself. Why? Because sheep are dumb. And David, David is a king. David is a, a mighty warrior. The scriptures tell us that when David went out to battle, he would come back and all the people would celebrate his victory. So David is a mighty warrior. Not only is he a mighty warrior, but he's a great politician. The people love David. He's loved by all the people because he's great at what he does. Not only that, but he's anointed of God. When he says, the Lord anoints my head, he understands that. Why? Because Samuel, when Samuel anointed David to be king, he took a flask of oil and he poured it upon David's head. And the Bible says at that moment, God came by the Spirit of God and he anointed David to be king over Israel. There was a great anointing on David's life. When David penned a psalm, when David sang a psalm, the Bible says that even the evil spirits would flee because David was such an anointed man of God. He had the Holy Spirit in his life. That's why he cried out in Psalms 51 after he sinned against the Lord, don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Why? Because he was an anointed man of God. Not only was he anointed, but he was the king of Israel. And even though we look at Israel today and it's smaller than it, than it used to be in King, in King David's day, the, the place called Israel was an incredible place. It was an incredible kingdom and it ruled many, many regions. And now David, even though he's the king, even though he's anointed, even though he's a great politician, he's a great leader and he's a mighty warrior of God, he says, Lord, you are my shepherd. Why? Because I'm a sheep and I need a shepherd now in order for us to really understand the context of this scripture we've really got to understand what sheep are like and so the first thing like I said before is sheep are really dumb 
Sheep are probably the dumbest animals around. And the Bible tells us, now don't get offended, but the Bible tells us that we are his sheep. That we are the sheep of his pasture. So I want you to look at your neighbor right now and say, bah. <laughs> I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you're a sheep. And I'm a sheep. And let me tell you something. I, I know myself. And I know that as a sheep, I do some dumb things in my life. How many of you would be bold enough and courageous enough to raise your hand and say, I've done some dumb things in my life. Thank you. For the rest of you, you need some medication. Because you're in denial. Because we all do dumb things. Not only that, but, but sheep are not only dumb, but sheep are irrational. Sheep are one of the most irrational animals around. A sheep will actually go to running water. And if they fall in the running water, they will drown. They cannot save themselves. But they will just feel this instinct. Even though the shepherd has trained them not to jump in the water, even though the shepherd has water off to the side where they'll be safe, they just get this instinct to do something and they just jump in the water and they drown. They're irrational. Let me tell you something. People are irrational. I am irrational. There are times when I amaze myself because I say something that I should have not said. Hello, is there anybody in the house today that will admit that you say some dumb things? Things that you want to just take back. You just want to just take it back, but you can't take it back. Or you do irrational things in your life. You make a, an irrational decision. You know the counsel of the Lord has come. You know that you shouldn't do it. Everybody around you told you you shouldn't do it. But you did it anyway. Instinctively, you did something irrational. Or maybe there's an irrational feeling that you have. You're an adult now. But you know there's that place when somebody pushes your button. Turn to your neighbor right now and say, don't push my button. But they just touch an area of your life. They say something. They touch an area of your emotions that's been wounded as a child. You see, all of us, we get wounded as children. And if that wound is not healed, if that wound is not restored, if that wound is not worked through, then even as adults, and man, I find myself, there are times when I'm an adult, I'm a pastor, a man of God. And yet, somebody pushes my button in a certain way, and I revert back to like being 10 years old. Anybody else in the room? That we just revert back to something, and we just don't understand why we continue to be irrational in this area of our life. So sheep are irrational. They just go by their emotions instead of really going by what is rational and what is good. Not only are sheep dumb, and not only sheep are irrational at times, but sheep also are copycats. So the truth of the matter is, is that a sheep will come to the, to the edge of the cliff and they'll just feel like, you know what? I won't be a bird today. And they'll just jump off the cliff. And guess what? The, the sheep behind it, he'll see him do the same thing and he'll do the same thing. And the next one and the next one and the next one. And you think after the 20th sheep, that one would look down and look at everybody, all those other sheep splattered on the ground and say, I'm not going to do that. But you know what? Every single one of them will follow each other to their death. People are like sheep. We follow other people. I mean, I am absolutely amazed 
at some people and how they follow the crowd, even though they look stupid. I mean, let me just give you one example. Please don't get offended at me. But these guys with their pants down here. I mean, please. I mean, I, you know, I mean, if they understood where that came from, that that comes from prison and that's making a statement to the world and their underwear is sticking all out and they're walking around and they really think they look good. But they copy people because they, they, again, we are copycats. And it's not just them, it's us. We want to copy other people. We want to be successful like other people. We're copycats. But, you know, let me tell you, young people, the only person that you need to please in your life is God and God alone. And you need to be strong enough to say, I don't care. I don't care where the, the rest of the world is going. I don't care in whatever direction it's going. I know what is right. I know what is good. I know what is wise. I know what is sound. And if nobody else goes with me, I'm going the right way. God, give us some bold people, some bold Christians, some bold young people say, you know what? I'm going the right way even if no one else goes with me. Come on, somebody. So sheep are copycats. You know, David was very familiar with sheep. You know, here in, in, in Long Island, in New York, we really don't understand sheep. Why? Because the last time I went to Queens, I didn't see sheep running around. The last time I went to Long Island, I, I didn't see sheep running around. But back in those days, and even today, if you go to the Middle East, you will see shepherds and sheep. I went to Israel and I saw shepherds and sheep. I went to Italy. I went to Tuscany, shepherds and sheep. And David understood sheep really well. He slept with the sheep. He ate with the sheep. He protected the sheep. He did everything with the sheep. So he understood sheep really well. So when he was saying, God, you're my shepherd, he understood himself really well. He understood that he was a sheep. Sheep are really slow to learn a lesson. Ask any shepherd, and you'll find that sheep actually are really slow to learn the lesson. So a sheep could actually get caught in a fence, in a, in a, fence, in, in a fence that would actually cut them. You know, they'll get caught in those fences where, where they'll, they'll just get really cut up. And the shepherd will take them, and the shepherd will pour oil on them and heal them and, and bandage them. And the shepherd will put the sheep down, and the sheep will go right back to it again, do it all over again. And how often do we not learn the lesson that God is trying to teach us in our life? And I want to tell you, I want to be real bold today and say that there's probably somebody in this room today that you keep on hitting the same fence. You keep on getting tangled up in the same fence. You keep on getting hurt by the same fence. Why? Because you're stubborn. And we're going to talk about that in a few moments. And you're really not learning the lesson. You're not listening to the voice of the Spirit. You're not listening to the Good Shepherd. And because you're not listening to the Good Shepherd, you keep on going through the same situation. Why? Because whatsoever a man sows, he always reaps. That's why there is a strong definition for 
insanity. It's doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Listen to me. If you want a different result, you've got to change your behavior. If you want a different result, you've got to change your direction. If you want a different result, you've got to change what you're reading. You've got to start reading the word and trusting in God and putting God first in your life. When you do that, your results begin to change in your life. As a young person, I kept on hitting the fence. I kept on hitting the wall. I kept on reaping the same thing until one day I said, Lord, I can't do it any longer. I come to you, Lord. I bring you my life. I bring you my will. I bring you my future. I bring you my past. I bring you everything, God. You take it all and you become Lord of my life. And maybe today somebody in this place, maybe you're watching via live stream, you need to stop running into the fences. You need to stop running altogether and saying, God, be Lord of every area of my life. Be Lord of my dating life. Be Lord of my marriage. Be Lord of my whole life. Sheep get dirty. I mean, they really get dirty. And sheep can't clean themselves. They need the shepherd to clean them. Now, here's the beauty of sheep. Sheep make wool. And how many of you are glad that sheep make wool? I hope you're glad. Because most of you have taken advantage of wool. Maybe it's a shirt. Maybe it's a towel. Whatever it is, wool is a beautiful thing. And so because God sees the worth in all of us, he allows us to grow our wool. He allows us to grow things in our life, talents and abilities in our life. So that we can be a blessing to others. Why? Because sheep are a blessing to us. Why? Because we get the wool. But in the process, the wool gets knitted. In the process, the wool gets dirty. In the process, the, the wool gets disheveled. And the shepherd needs to come and pick up the sheep and wash the sheep. Why? Because sheep cannot wash themselves. And I'm here to tell you today that you cannot wash yourself spiritually. You could never be good enough in the sight of God to get yourself to heaven. If you could be good enough, if you could be religious enough to get to heaven, then Jesus was a fool for dying on the cross. But my friend, the Bible tells us that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're stained with sin. We're dirty with sin. We have gotten ourselves dirty and we can't get out of this mess. But thank God that God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son who is the good shepherd and and he came and he wants to pick you up. He wants to take you out of the mud and the mire and the, and the muck. And he wants to put you on solid ground. But first he wants to clean you up. Because the Bible says, though your sin be as scarlet, you shall be white as wool. Come on, somebody. You can't do it for yourself. You're not holy enough. You're not good enough. But Jesus is good enough. And when he died on the cross, he shed his spotless blood for you and I so that we could be cleansed. And if you confess your sins... He will be faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins and clean up your mess. And maybe some of you, you're in a mess today. If you come to God just the way you are, dirty, disheveled, you got some knots in your wool, God will take those knots out of your life. He'll untie all the knots in your life and he'll take you and scrub you down and make you white as snow. He'll wash you clean. I mean, one of the most wonderful things that I've ever experienced in my life is coming right here, walking down this aisle when I was 19 years old, and 
man, that I have a past and I was dirty. And man, there were things that I needed to get right with God. And I came and I gave myself to God. He cleaned, he scrubbed me up and he cleaned me up. Now, it don't mean that I, I still don't get dirty at times. In fact, I got to be honest with you, I get dirty every day. Because I rub against the world and I still sin. But I thank God that if I walk in the light as Christ is in the light, and I'm honest about where I am, and I come and confess my sins to Christ, he's there to forgive me and cleanse me every single day of my life. Sheep are, sheep are very stubborn. I said that before, but sheep are very stubborn. Sheep are stubborn, and, and, and if you've ever tried to move a sheep, it's like moving an elephant. You know, the truth is, sheep are very strong animals. And if you've ever tried to wrestle down a sheep, you're never going to do it. They are really strong animals. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, is when a sheep trusts the shepherd, you can't get a sheep to stop. You can't get a sheep to really, to, to really stop enough that you can clean it unless the sheep trusts the shepherd. And when the sheep hears the voice of the shepherd and he knows that the shepherd loves him, it and he knows that the shepherd wants to feed it and take care of it and protect it the sheep all of a sudden gets still and allows the shepherd to pick it up and clean it and tend to it and heal it and give it what it needs and i'm here to tell you this afternoon that your good shepherd knows exactly what you need and if you'd stop running and you'd stop being so restless in your life. And you would be still and come to God. God will take you in his arms, the good shepherd. And he'll give you what you need. Sheep are demanding. I mean, you know, the truth of the matter with sheep is this. Is that sheep actually, they just keep eating and eating and eating. You see, the only thing on a sheep's mind, one thing on a sheep's mind. That's it. Grass Grass, grass. I'm not talking about marijuana. I'm talking about grass, grass, grass. That's all they want is grass. And sheep are so restless, they really don't sleep a lot at night. Why? Because they got one thing. They've got a one-track mind. They want more, more, more. And if there's one thing I've learned about human beings, human beings want more, more, more. God says human heart is never satisfied. Mick Jagger says hearts are never satisfied. And the truth is we just can't get any satisfaction until we come to Jesus and recognize he's our good shepherd. And if we come to him, he he gives us what we need when we need it even though we don't know we need it God will give us what we need he'll be everything that you need he's all you need but you see sheep sheep they just want more grass and you know what sheep will actually eat up all the grass all of it if they stay in one place too long they get into what's called a rut that's why they said get out of the rut and how do they create a rut they create a rut by eating all the grass, all the, the nutrients, all, all the food. They just eat it all. They just stay there, and they just keep eating and eating and eating like some of you at an Italian restaurant. Keep eating and eating and eating, and you know you're full. And you know you're full, but you just keep on eating because it tastes good, and you can't stop. And you know, let me tell you something. There are Christians that just keep on eating 
and eating and eating and eating. They come to church Sunday after Sunday. They don't do anything but eat and eat and eat and eat, and they never give to anyone else. You see, you got to go from being a sheep to a shepherd. Why? Because every one of us are called to feed somebody else. Jesus said, if you love me, you will feed my sheep. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And if you give, he'll give back to you, pressed down, shaking together and running over. But you see some Christians, they just come and listen and listen and listen and listen and never give out and never do anything but just eat and eat and eat. And they get so fat, they get so fat, they get so fat that they're now so unhealthy that they fall down and they can't get up. You see, because, listen, when a sheep gets so fat and weighed down, because they've eaten too much, they can't get themselves up. They need one of those things around their neck. I've fallen down, and I can't get up. And they've got to call the shepherd. And, and let me tell you, you ready? Get your phones out. Get your cameras out, because you'll never see this again. And when a sheep falls down, It can't get up. And maybe you have fallen down. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus loves you so much that he's coming to get you and he wants to pick you back up again. He wants to turn you around and put you right side up again because he still has a plan for your life. He's the good shepherd. Sheep are unpredictable. They're restless. And sheep are totally dependent on the shepherd for everything, for food, for shelter, for protection, for provision, for comfort, for care, and for guidance. Sheep are sheep. One thing that I have learned about sheep is sheep are sheep wherever you go. You go to Scotland, they're sheep. They're dumb. You go to Africa, they're sheep. They're dumb. They're restless. Sheep or sheep, wherever you go. And here's what I've learned. I've learned as I've traveled around the world that people are people. They may look different. They may have different color skin. They may have different cultures. But people are people and people have hearts. And the Bible says our hearts are prone to wander. People are people wherever they go. And that's why the Bible tells us in Isaiah 53, we are all Whoever we are, are all like sheep, and we are prone to wander. But here's the wonderful thing about our Savior and our Lord, the Good Shepherd, is that he knows where we've gone, and he's coming to get us. You see, sheep are just like we are, and we are just like sheep. And that's why David said, Lord, you are the Good Shepherd, because he understood that he needed a shepherd. You see, it's in this context that David said, the Lord is my shepherd. It's in the context of understanding that he's a sheep and he needs God in his life. It's in the context that he says, I'm a sheep and I understand God. You really understand me. And Lord, I've done some really dumb things in my life. Lord, you know that I failed so many times. You remember the time, Lord, that I was hanging out on the porch and I looked down and there was a naked woman and her name was Bathsheba. 
And even though I knew, even though I got the counsel from people, even though I was raised in the fear of the Lord, even though I saw what adultery does to families and homes, even though I knew it was the wrong thing, but I did it anyway. I did something irrational. I did something that made me feel dirty. And as a result of that, the hand of the Lord is heavy upon my life. Lord, you know that I'm a sheep. You know that I've I've had so many difficulties in my life because I've gotten myself into these mess you know that I haven't always made the brightest decisions in my life like a sheep I followed after other people down the wrong road like a sheep sometimes I fall down and I can't pick myself up like a sheep I can get too heavy and I need someone to shear me to prune me away to make me light enough to walk again in the fear of the Lord Lord, you know that I'm just a sheep, and I really need a shepherd. Lord, you know that I'm a sheep, and I need someone to guide me, to protect me, to give me what I need when I need it, because I often become distracted. Lord, I often become confused and fearful and anxious and hungry and thirsty. I often lose my way, but you, Lord, are my good shepherd. You see, when David said, the Lord is my shepherd, what he was really saying is, Lord, I'm a sheep, but I thank God that you are my shepherd because to a sheep, a shepherd is everything. To a sheep, the shepherd is everything. The shepherd protects the sheep from the lion and the bear that easily wants to devour them. As the Bible says, the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Without the shepherd, we're lost and confused. Without the shepherd, a sheep cannot even feed itself. It dies. So David, in essence, is really saying, the Lord, Yahweh, Yahweh, the great I am, we sang about him, the all-sufficient one, The one who created all things and holds all things together. The self-existent one who made the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. God, the good shepherd, Jesus Christ himself said, I am the good shepherd and I have sheep and I have other sheep that I'm going to bring into the fold. He said, I am the good shepherd and the good shepherd always speaks to his sheep and his sheep hear my voice. He said, because the Lord is my good shepherd, I will lack no good thing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. As the worship team comes this afternoon, what David was saying, look at me. What David was saying is, is, the Lord is everything that I need. He's everything. When I need peace, the Lord gives it to me. When I need joy, the Lord gives it to me. When I need food, the Lord provides. When I need strength, the Lord gives me strength. That everything that I need. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song. He's all I need. He's all I need. Jesus is all that I need. And you know, when you're a kid, you you have no idea what that means. You have no idea when you're a kid what that really means. Until you get to be a little older and you recognize there are so many things that are so beyond ourselves. There are so many struggles There's news that comes to us from the doctor. 
There's relational issues that are so much bigger than ourselves that we need our good shepherd because he's all that I need. He's all that we need. And so David says, Lord, you are my good shepherd and you're all that I need. And you see, the truth is, when we look at the shepherd, we looked at the sheep, but now we look at the shepherd. A good shepherd, as Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And I want to encourage you to read John chapter 10. Just raise your hand and say, I promise you I'll read John chapter 10. Raise your hand and say, I I promise you. And if I don't, I'll lose all my hair everywhere on my body. Some of you are like, I already lost it. But I want you to study John chapter 10. In fact, I I want to read portions of it real quick and then we're going to move on and we're going to close as the worship team comes very truly I tell you anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by another way is a thief and a robber John chapter 10 verse 2 the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he has brought them out, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus Use this figure of speech. Therefore, Jesus said again, Verily, very truly, I say to you, I am the gate for the sheep. And all who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep do not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved, and they will come in and out and find rich pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I come to give them life abundantly. So what does a sheep do? A sheep is a sheep. What does a shepherd do? A good shepherd? Listen to me. He loves his sheep and develops a close, intimate relationship with them so that they will know his voice and trust him. The shepherd really loves his sheep. They become part of his life. David understood this because he ate, he slept, he did everything with the sheep. And Jesus is saying to you, come and, 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 and be united with me and I'm going to unite myself to you and I'll be a part of your life. I'll be a part of every part of your life. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll protect you. I'll provide for you. I'll give you whatever you need, but you need to come to me. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Wow, stop for a moment. Jesus loves us with this kind of love. A good shepherd understands the needs of the sheep even better than they understand their own need. Jesus declared in Matthew chapter 6, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. It's life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than them? Therefore, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The good shepherd understands what threatens the sheep and what makes them sick. 
let me tell you God knows best for your life and he knows what's going to hurt you and sometimes he closes the door and you pout and you scream and say God why'd you close the door and God says because I've got something better for you maybe you're facing that closed door guess what rejoice God's got something better for you the good shepherd understands he works tirelessly to provide and protect security he defends sheep against the enemy he provides protection for them while they sleep he said even when they're sleeping the good shepherd he lays in front of the gate and he protects his sheep he leads them to fresh pastures and fresh water he searches out sheep when they stray oh he searches out sheep when they stray the bible tells us when he's a good shepherd he leaves the 99 and he goes out to find that one lost sheep and check it out when he finds that lost sheep he takes the sheep and he puts them on his shoulder and the bible says he takes the sheep to his house and the bible says he says my sheep was lost but now he's found let us rejoice hallelujah and then he takes the sheep then he takes his sheep and this is what he does because he loves his sheep the bible says he takes oil he anoints his head with oil we'll talk about this in the coming weeks and he binds up the wounds he binds up the cuts and bruises he binds up the pain of the things that he did in his past like the prodigal son my son was lost he's beaten and he's bruised but he comes and he he heals him and he binds up his wounds and he rejoices because his sheep is home hallelujah but you see there's something about a shepherd that's really important to understand shepherds never push the sheep they never never push the sheep they lead the sheep they lead the sheep and the Bible says the good shepherd speaks he speaks to the sheep are you listening today are you hearing the voice of the good shepherd today somebody stay with me friend come on stay with me somebody you need to hear this voice today my sheep hear my voice and another they will not listen and you need to come and say yes Lord I will follow you wherever you lead me and so here you are today every one of you in this room I want you to close your eyes I want you to bow your heads for a moment thank you I want to pray for you right now because there's somebody in this room you're tired and weary some of you in this room you have found yourself in situations you've gotten yourself into situations that you feel like you could never come home but today God is telling you the good shepherd is saying come home in my house there's everything you need come home with your wounds come home with your bruises come home with your scars and I'll take the oil of healing and I'll pour it upon you and I'll bring healing in your life but you see you first got to get to that place where you're willing to follow him wherever he leads and so with every head bowed and every eye closed in this place you say pastor Steve 
I want to be honest with you today. I'm not certain that if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I don't know if I have this intimate walk with God. I don't know if I really know Christ in that way. But today, I want to know Christ in that intimate way. Maybe you're a young person. Maybe you're a senior. You're getting there in that, in that age of your life where you're starting to think, you know, today could be the day that God calls me home. And, and if he does, I, I need to know. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And faith is more than mere intellectual knowledge. It's putting your full trust in God alone, in God alone, in what he did on the cross alone, trusting him 100%, saying, you're my Lord. When you call Jesus Lord, that means that he calls the shots. He's in control of your life. You say to me, Pastor, pray for me today. I want to know that if I died, I'd go to heaven. I want Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. I want you to slip up your hand right now. I want to pray for you right now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Bless you.